Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. Abba Father, we bless and appreciate you. We give you praise and glory. We give you honor and thanksgiving. We say, hallowed be your name forever. Jesus, we extol and exalt you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Holy Spirit, we exalt you. Be glorified forever. Thank you for your faithfulness and your loving kindness. We appreciate you, Lord. Be glorified. Sweet Holy Spirit, we are here again for you to teach us. Teach us. Grant us understanding that we may live. Grant us illumination. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Be glorified forever. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, we bless God for another opportunity to share fellowship again. This is Miracles of Jesus. Praise God forevermore. And we have been on the third miracle. And by the grace of God, this will be our last lesson on the third miracle. Amen to Jesus. Since March 23rd, 2023, we have been on the miracles of Jesus. Praise God forevermore. So we're about um, 10 months on the miracles of Jesus. Amen to Jesus. Yeah, and um, God has been helping us. We have been growing. We have been learning. We have been understanding. And I will trust God for more insight. We want to please encourage all our listeners to please go ahead and listen to every of the teachings. Once you just see MOJ, Miracle of Jesus. Just go ahead and listen to it, man. They're going to bless your life. They have really blessed me. I've learned quite a lot. And I'm still learning. Amen. And I encourage everybody to please listen to these teachings. You know, um, I was speaking to a, a, a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, um, a wonderful man of God. And he was, as I called him up, he told me, I'm just listening to this teaching as you as were calling me up. And it was like, these teachings are exploratory. And they are expository. He was so blessed by it. And um, I believe that it's going to bless every one of us. Amen to Jesus. So please, I encourage us, listen to these teachings. Go over them over and again. There are lots of teachings on our podcast, Grace Life Komi. Amen to Jesus. And you can listen to a lot of them. And please feed us back via our um, email. Amen to Jesus. And once again, your love gift is very much um, welcomed to the glory of God. Amen to Jesus. All right, I'm looking at the last lesson on this miracle, um, the third miracle of Jesus, which was the miracle of the, uh, Jesus did uh, for the man at the pool of Bethesda. Amen to Jesus. And um, we are, we look, when we started out this miracle, we said that there were three things we're going to um, look at. There are three significant aspects of this miracle we're going to look at. Number one, the sheep gate, which was actually the sheep, um, the sheep market was actually the sheep gate. Um, number two, the pool itself. Amen to Jesus. And then, number three, we're to look at um, um, the, the, um, the pool, um, the five porches in the pool. Um, like I've always said, there is no information in scriptures that is irrelevant. You know, um, I once heard somebody say, one of, that's one of those relevant <laughs> informations in scripture. When, you, um, when such a statement is made, it shows high level of, I don't know what to say. But we must understand that every dot... Every full stop, every comma, every apostrophe, every alphabet, every word, every phrase, every sentence holds great importance and great value for us to actually understand what the Bible. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Praise God forevermore. So, we're looking at the, uh, we have looked at the sheep gate. Amen to Jesus. We've looked at the pool itself that was. A teaching on his own. Amen to Jesus. And today we are going to be looking at the, the five porches in the pool. The five porches in the pool. And with that, we should be able to close this miracle, this teaching. That is from us, are we together? For you, you continue your study. And we'll be glad to get your feedback. Any more um, insight you get, any more, you know, um, um, information you get on this study, please do well to communicate it to us. We want to fellowship with you. Amen to Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. The last significant aspect of this miracle to be studied is the five porches in the pool. Amen to Jesus. 
All right. Now, having purchased were significant on its own. Amen to Jesus. Much more significant is the number of purchases on this pool, which is what? Five. Now, to have purchase alone is a very significant thing. And we're going to be seeing how significant these purchases are. Are you getting what I'm saying? But they should have been what they should have been just one porch. Are you getting what I'm saying? They should have been just two porches. They should have been maybe three. They might even have been ten porches, but there were five porches. So one porch on its own is significant, but five is very significant because it should have been one, it should have been ten, it should have been twenty. But why five are we together? And then why the porches? Very important information that we cannot skip in this study. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, for us to be able to understand the importance of these porches, we need to understand what actually the porches were used for. We need to know what a porch is. Are you getting what I'm saying? And what the porches were used for. Praise God forevermore. On, in our modern day houses, we build and we build with porches. Praise God forevermore. Um, we build the porches. Um, the, 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 the porch has a use because uh, more some of the times you just want to um, be in the compound and be close to the house but not inside the house so you can get some you know natural breeze fresh air and you use a porch praise god forevermore sometimes you want to welcome visitors but you know they want to just be outside and en- enjoy nature the fresh air so you use the porch praise god forevermore not every time um you want them coming in or they want to come in not every time you want to sit in amen to jesus the porch is there for you to enjoy the f- nature the fresh air praise god forevermore now so we, we, we have just seen on a normal day in the modern day what we use the porch for we can see that it's actually a very beautiful design in the house amen to jesus either it is attached to the house or it is secluded from the house amen to jesus and no matter how small it is, some people still try to have a porch, an entrance porch. Amen to Jesus. All right. Now, porch is from the Greek word stoa, 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 stoa. And Thayer defined it as a portico, a portico, a portico. Now, that was a covered colonnade where people can stand or walk protected, protected from the weather and the heat of the sun. So, it is what? It is a what? Colonnade, which is what? Um, where people can stand or walk protected, protected from the weather and the heat of the sun. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. That is what the colonnade is. So people can stand there, they can walk there, but they're actually protected from the weather or the heat of the sun. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so it um, gives you it gives you the feeling of the house, but also gives you the feeling of the environment, and you are still at the end of the day protected from what from the sun. You are protected from the heat. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Now, the porch here reveals God's provision of protection from the weather and the sun are we together so it reveals what god's provision of what protection from what the weather and the sun it reveals god's provision of protection from the weather and the sun amen to jesus the porch here so both of these both the weather and the sun amen to jesus cannot be stopped by god because the weather has to be in place are you get what i'm saying whether it's a, it's a rainy weather, whether it's a sunny weather, or it's a rain, whatever, the weather must be in place. God created the weather. Are you getting what I'm saying? The sun was created by God. The rain was created by God. The weather was created by God. So God cannot stop weather. Are you getting me? But when weather becomes adverse, God can protect us. Are we together? And we all know that the adverse nature of weather is not as a result of God. It's as a result of man. We have global warming today, and what the result, the effects of global warming. We discover that the kind of gases we emit into the atmosphere, into the stratosphere, into the cl- it's really causing a lot of challenges. Deforestation, um, logging, these things are causing a lot of challenges for us. Um, we are having floodings, erosions, because we are deforest. We are we are we are, we are de- um, doing about deforestation without reforestation, and then bush burning. Um, of the vegetations at the end of the day overgrazing every of these things they are just destroying our ecosystem for us and is leading to what 
to adverse weather conditions. So man is the reason for his what? His bad weather condition. God created good weather. The evening and the morning were the first day. God created good weather. But man by his activities have what? Made the weather bad for himself. Amen to Jesus. Look at the kind of different kind of pollutions we experience. Air pollution, land pollution, water pollution. They are just, man is just polluting and destroying his environment. And at the same time, blaming God for what he's doing. Are we together? And no matter how much you try, some of the times, to keep your environment clean, you discover that your neighbor may not want your environment to be clean. You know, no matter how much you try to dispose of your, your, your waste rightly, your neighbor may be burning by his side. By the side, you are disposing rightly. Your neighbor says, "I don't have. I'm not wasting my money to pay for the garbage company. I will burn it by my side." And your neighbor burn it for him. It is his money he's thinking of that he's saving, but he's forgetting the fact that that burning is affecting both him and you. It's affecting all of us. So we discover that somehow we cannot. We try to control it as good citizens, but people around us may not control it. Bush burning, bush fires come up because some people just want to. They, they don't want to go to the hassles of what of clearing the bushes and then um, packing the grass to one corner and burning it. So what do they do? They go into spraying it with chemicals so they get dry and then they burn it. When they burn it, before you know bush burnings, bush fires come up and it starts destroying and devastating other people's properties. Praise God forevermore. So what are we trying to say? We've come to discover that man is the reason for the adverse weather conditions we have today. Praise God forevermore. But despite all of that, God has still made provisions for what? Our protection from the adverse conditions. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Now, so this um, um, nature, um, weather and the sun cannot be stopped despite the extreme conditions they are meting out on mankind why because they are the end result of what of creation and they are in compliance with god's covenant of day and light now we the weather cannot be stopped by god the sun cannot be stopped by god we must have the sun shining the rain cannot be stopped by god we must have the rain falling are you getting what i'm saying but now we have situations of acid rain. Is that not so? And acid rain, you know the, the, what brings about the acid rain? Still human activities. Despite the fact that the human activities are making the weather uncomfortable and unconducive for us, God will not, because of the human activities, stop the weather. Or stop the sun. Or stop, why? Because they are in compliance with this covenant of day and night. And that covenant will remain so long as the earth remains. So if we keep polluting and keep disturbing our weather, we will keep suffering the effect of our bad weather we are creating. Why? Because God will not stop the covenant because of our word, nonchalance. Are we together? It's a covenant. Genesis 1 verse 14 to 16 says, And God said, Let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for light in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Genesis 8 verse 22. God speaking here to, Moses, to, 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 to Noah. says, While the earth remained, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day. And night shall not cease. God simplified it here. In Genesis chapter 1, it was like making it looking, um, you know, it was looking like complex. But yeah, he just made it clean and clear. What? Seed time. That speaks of what? Um, 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 planting season. Are you getting what I'm saying? Harvest time. And then cold. Heat. That's cold. is winter season or rainy season. Heat is um, uh, no, the hot season. Are you getting what I'm saying? Cold is summertime and, and winter. Amen. A rainy season. Uh -huh. Summer. Uh -huh. The heat. Summer. It says, and summer and winter and day and night, they are in place. It's a covenant he has put in place. Are we together? As long as the earth remains. So no matter what we do, it will not make God change his covenant. Are we together? And that's the reason why we see in some countries, you see wildfires. You see temperatures. You see different kind of things. We see earthquakes. Some of the earthquakes are the, are the, are the end result of Human overexertion of the earth's surface. You build, we build excessively tall skyscrapers. Are we together? And they are mounting so much pressure on the earth. And the earth gets to a point and it begins to complain. And when he's when trying to complain, they cannot hear. It finally talks. 
And the act of talking is opening the mouth. And that opening of mouth is what? The earthquake. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So we discover that no matter how man uses his nonchalance to, dis to disturb the weather, God will not stop the weather. But he can protect us from the weather. Are we together? And when I'm talking about the weather, I'm talking about the weather that as it were, man has caused the, caused the damages or when there are extreme conditions, like the desert, where you have extreme conditions. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. Now, in addition, much more than the literal meaning of weather is its application in life. Now, we have looked at the literal meaning of weather now. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there is a life application of the word weather. Are we together? When weather is used, it also implies conditions of life which could be favorable or unfavorable to individuals and good and groups. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we're talking about weather. We're also talking about life conditions. Which could be what? Favorable and what? Unfavorable to individuals and groups. Like we have favorable weather. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now for some, the weather is favorable when it is not raining. Why for others is favorable when it's raining? Are you getting what I'm saying? Like, for example, um, those who want to do occasions like wedding, a raining, a raining season, a raining weather is not ideal for them. Is that not so? But for the farmers, the raining weather is ideal for them. Is that not so? Rainy season. So the weather is a condition that 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 you know applies to different folks in different with different strokes. To some is favorable. To some is not favorable. It's a particular weather, but it may favor some. It may not what favor some. So it speaks of what the it speaks of the uh, um, situations and the conditions of life. While some a particular condition may be favorable. To some others, it may not be favorable. For example, I remember then I was walking on the road one day and the rain was heavy and that road particularly was a heavily flooded road. Then cars cannot pass when it is, when it is raining. The drainage was, was, was messed up and everything of that. And while the rain was falling heavily and the, flood, the, the road was all flooded, filled up, your car will not pass. We had to walk by foot. And the price of walking by foot, you know that you have to raise up your trousers and if you wear a shoe, you have to carry your shoe. Are we together? And if you even wear slippers, if you are not careful, the slippers will get caught. So, in that particular location at that time, when it was raining, there was a shoemaker that just stood by there. Because he knew that this is a favorable situation for him. God will favor him because people's slippers will cut. Shoes may. <laughs> and they can quickly call on him. And he had, I, I cannot say, so why it's favorable to one, is not favorable to another. That's how the condition, that's how the weathers of life are. There are conditions that they do, not hit, they do not hit everybody the same way. Praise God forevermore. Amen. On the other hand, the sun implies the hot and harsh conditions of life. So weather implies the conditions of life that do favor some and do not favor some. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why the sun implies what? The harsh conditions of life. These are the life applications of these particular words we are dealing with. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Now the porch at the pool of Bethesda symbolizes God's provision of protection in the place of mercy. Bethesda means what? Mercy. Bethesda means what? Mercy. So this porch, why were they porches? The porch symbolizes God's provision of protection from the weather conditions of life resident in the place of mercy. Are we together? Amen to Jesus. So there's a provision for protection and that's what the porch is all about. The porch is all about a provision for protection to protect you from the weather and the harsh conditions of life. That's what the porch is all about. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So what does this mean? It means that in mercy, there is protection from the weather and sun of life. Are we together? <laughs> Glory to God forevermore. We are going to go more into this. We are going to gradually. Are, are, are we together? Now, this is the beauty about this, the beauty about this whole teaching. This is the beauty about the five porches. That no matter the weather, you see, when the Bible says, when men say there is a casting that will say there is a lifting up, it's an understanding of this porch that makes us uh, walk, uh, walk in that way. Are we together? That we'll be, we'll be exposed to the same weather, but we are protected. 
will be exposed to the same weather but we are protected let me tell you something there was a famine in the land in the time of abraham the famine was it affected both abraham and what others are you get what i'm saying the weather conditions of life are affecting both christians and unbelievers are you get what i'm saying but there is a porch provision in mercy are you understanding what i'm saying we need to understand the place of the porch provision that no matter the weather there is a porch provision you get what i'm saying there are po- and it's not just one porch there are porches provided for the child of god glory to god forevermore no matter the heat of life there are porch provisions there are provisions for the child of god are we together praise god forevermore amen and amen that is a minute that's a that's a, the the mystery of the porch praise god forevermore hallelujah to jesus the porch was meant for all who come to the pool <laughs> the porch was meant for all who come to the world pool so if you don't come to the pool you can't assess the porch if you don't come to the pool you can't you can't you can't you can't you can't use the porch are you get what i'm saying those in their houses cannot use the porch sir those that are somewhere else cannot use the porch except you come to the pool before you can what you get to the po- use the porch are we together and the people who came to the pool you know were the sick people are you get what i'm saying but don't forget these sick people they had what people who brought them there so that means that the pool was not only visited by sick but the rich the poor the sick the well the big the small male female sinners saints everybody they visited this pool because when you are well and you are rich and you are bringing your son that is sick by all means you have entered you have come you have come into the you have come to the to bethesda are you get what i'm saying even if you didn't mean to come to bethesda you have come so it was visited by everybody praise god and that's why the pool is for all and the porch is for all <laughs> are you get what i'm saying the porch is not selective are you getting me it's for all but you have to come. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I just say, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You have to come to the pool for you to enjoy the porch. If you don't come, it is there for you, but you cannot enjoy it. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now this makes us understand that the protection of God is for all who come to his mercy and stay under the porch. Are you getting what I'm saying? The protection of God is for all who come toward his mercy and stay under his porch of protection. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, let's see scriptures. Psalm 121 verse 6. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Hey! The weathers cannot kill you because you are in the porch. You are exposed to the weather, but the weather is not hitting you. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are all exposed to this weather, sir, in this world. My brother, my son, we are all exposed to the weather, but because we are in the porch, the weather cannot crush us. The weather cannot hurt us. Ah. Oh, let's see another scripture that you enjoy again. Psalm 91 verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Hey, that's the porch, sir. That's the porch. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He that dwelleth in the mercy place shall abide under the shadow of the porch. You get what I'm saying? The, the secret place is the mercy. The shadow is the porch. You understand that as we go on. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen and amen. Oh, let's look at something again. Let's look at another scripture. Exodus chapter 13 verse 21. It says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night so there was a posh provision for them in the wilderness we know what the wilderness was a desertified environment where the sun is extremely hot during the day and the and 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 the, and the, and the weather is extremely cold during the night are we together 
and God made a porch for them. He made a porch for them in, 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 while they journeyed in the wilderness. And what was a porch? In the day, he gives them all a pillar of cloud to cool them from the hot sun. And in the night, he gives them a pillar of fire to keep them warm from the extreme cold. That is what you call the porch provision in the wilderness. <laughs> Is a protection from the weathers and the harsh conditions of life. Ah! <laughs> and it's available. But we must come to it. Amen to Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God forevermore. It's also important to know that it is an individual choice to come to the mercy of God. Why? Because God does not force his mercy on man. Are we together? It's our choice to come to the mercy of God or not to come. It's a choice. God's not going to force you to come to his mercy. No, 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 no. You see, I, I like behaving like God. That's why I don't force people to do anything. Are we together? I never will force you to do anything. Why? Because it's your choice. You have to make the choice. We all have to make the choice. Praise God forevermore. All God did was to give his mercy to man. But man has a choice to either receive it or what? Or reject it. Praise God forevermore. When we receive it, we enter into God's throne room of grace. How we together? Amen to Jesus. We are going to somewhere that I am enjoying and I enjoy very much. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We come to the what? Throne of grace. To obtain what? Mercy. Are we together? So, the purpose of going to the throne of grace is not just to come to the throne of grace. But there is something we obtain in the throne of grace. There is a, there is a place called the throne of grace. And there is a place called the mercy seat. Are you getting what I'm saying? The mercy seat actually is the covering on the Ark of Covenant. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a lead on the Ark of the Covenant. But it's not just a lead. It is a place in God. <laughs> that is why the mercy seat is designed with what? Two angels. But kneeling down and their feathers tip to tip touching each other. It speaks of a... Two angels kneeling down speaks of what? Worship. And then two angels alone also speaks of what? This, it speaks of protection. Are you get what I'm saying? Are you get what I'm saying? Is a secured shandala kada. Is a secured and protected place in God. And the mercy seat was to cover the Ark of Covenant. Resident in the Ark of Covenant were the things that God did not want to see. The rod of Moses, the rod of Aaron, sorry, that symbolized the, um, God's, the Israelites' rejection of God's leadership. The Ten Commandments, which symbolize the shade of Israel, rejection of God's law. And manna, which speaks of Israelites rejecting what? The provision of God. Are we together? It covered, it covered what? It covered what God did not want to see. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it was to be sprinkled with blood. The mercy seat is a place in God. Is a place in God that reveals the loving kindness of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's, a pl that's the place in God that reveals the loving kindness of God. And that is the... That, see, let me, not go, let me not go further. Let's just continue. Are we together? Now, a porch is not the main interior of a building. Is that not so? But it's an extension of the building. Praise God. It is a covered area adjoining an entrance to a building. And usually having a separate roof. Are you getting me? So it's a covered area. It's, jo it's an adjoining. Um, it, it, it join it's joined to the building, but it's a covered area. But it has a separate roof. But it's not the main building. So let me say what is an entrance into the building. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's an entrance into the building. And the Bible says, "Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy." We come into the throne of grace so we can obtain mercy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Alright, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Based on this, we understand that the five porches were adjoining to the pool and not the pool itself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Alright. So, they were extensions of the pool. Are we together? They were extensions of where the pool was. They were joined to where the pool was. They were not the pool itself. Are we together? The same way the 
the um, porch is not the building itself it's joined to the building are you getting what i'm saying it's not the parlor it's not the anteroom self are we together it's let alone the rooms and the kitchen and every of that is adjoined to the building it's not the building itself so the five porches were adjoined to the pool location but they were not what the pool itself <laughs> amen to jesus hallelujah to jesus this brings to us a very salient truth and lesson what is this salient truth and what is this lesson the pool itself was a pool of mercy is that not so it's called the pool of bethesda which is what the house of mercy the pool itself was the pool of bethesda the pool of mercy are you getting what i'm saying the porches were what they were the extensions of god's grace the pool itself the pool itself is mercy are you getting what i'm saying and the porches are the grace <laughs> are we together See, but there's no difference between mercy and grace i'll make you understand that as we go if you go to the old testament the word mercy and grace were interchangeably used are you getting me but there is a little difference which i'll make us understand are we together actually the truth is that mercy gives birth to grace <laughs> grace is the end product of mercy amen to jesus now this is so because the number five scripturally is symbolic for grace are we together this makes us understand that it is the mercy that is a loving kind. The word mercy is the word kesed. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Hebrew word kesed. Are you getting me? And go through the word, every word that is for mercy, both for Old Testament and New Testament. It speaks of one thing. It speaks of loving kindness. Mercy from Old Testament to New Testament is just what? Is, is what? Loving kindness. So the kindness of God that is propelled by his love. When we looked at um, the Beatitudes some two days ago, talked about um, blessed are the merciful. I understood that merciful means what? Um, um, it, it means to, have, to, 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 to mercy means loving kindness. That means a kindness that is give, that is birthed by love. And we said we, for is not just mercy is not just kindness, because kindness can be better by any other motive. Politicians are kind because of their intention and their motive. When they achieve their goal, they stop being kind. People will be so kind to you because of their motive. Is that not so? Because of their goal they want to achieve. But once they achieve their goal, you discover that this kind person has become a demon. A wicked person. Why? That's to make you understand that kindness is not mercy. Mercy, Kindness can only be defined as mercy when it is love word. Birthed. I get what I'm saying. So you only say this is mercy when love has given birth to what? The kindness. So it's actually love that is mercy. (laughs) Agapal. That mercy is actually agapa. So when the Bible makes us understand that God so loved the world, it was actually saying God was so merciful. <laughs> when the Bible says God commanded love, it means that God was so merciful. You get what I'm saying? Oh, glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. So it is the mercy of God, the loving kindness of God, that makes him extend his grace to mankind. Are we understanding that? Grace means unmerited favor unmerited favor carries unmerited favor are you get what i'm saying unmerited favor unmerited favor so it is the loving kindness of god that makes him what extend his unmerited favor to man are we together now so the pool of bethesda is the main thing it is the mercy of god and the five porches are the extensions of God's mercy, which are what? The grace of God. So it means that without the grace of God, we cannot have access to the mercy of God. <laughs> so the real deal is actually the mercy of God. Oh, shadalagada, shadada. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 4 to 5 and then 7 to 8. It says, but God who is rich in mercy. is rich in what? I like this every I, I, When we talked on mercy a, a while ago, we understood that God is not rich in gold and silver. He's rich in mercy. Oversupply of mercy. Well, that is, oh my God. That is his wealth. The, the wealth of God is his mercy. The wealth of God is his love in kindness. Not kindness. I'm not moved by kindness. I'm moved by kindness that have been what? Driven by love. That have been better by love. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, for his what? Great love. You can see here that I just best explains it. 
He's rich in mercy for his word. Great love. This is a double emphasis of mercy. <laughs> he says, even when we were dead in sin, had he quickened together with Christ. For by grace ye are saved. We can see that mercy preceded what? Grace in this, in this, in this verses of scripture. It's no coincidence. He was rich in his mercy. Are we together? He's rich in his mercy for his great love with which he what? He loved us. And then based on that me- on his mercy and his great love with which he loved us, which is his loving kindness, based on his great loving kindness, his, uh, his um, kessed, he says, even when we're dead in sin, he quickened us. For by grace are we saved. So his mercy releases his what? Grace. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whenever mercy is at work, grace is released. Are we together? Grace is released. Verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Now, we started seeing that God is rich in what? Mercy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then the next thing we see what is the riches of his grace. The riches of God's grace is the end result of the riches of God's mercy. Are we together? <laughs> says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. So it is the riches of God's mercy, God's mercies, that what? Releases the riches of his grace. And you know, over the years, we've focused on the riches of his grace, but we've not focused on the riches of his mercy. <sighs> Romans 5 verse 8, it says, but God commended his love towards us. His love. His love. You see that? Loving kindness. His love towards us. In that while we're here sinners, Christ what? Died for us. And we all know John 3 16. Sweet one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. Ever. For God so what? Loved. Loving kindness. Mercy. Mercy. Mercy gave birth to grace. Mercy gives birth to grace. We must focus on the mother, not the child. Over the years, the church has focused on the child. The grace of God. The grace of God. The grace of God. But we have refused to focus on the mercy. Because it is his love that propelled him to give us his grace. If we can focus on his love, we will not struggle to live in his grace. Even in the grace teachings, with all the grace teachings, we are still struggling to live in his grace because we don't focus on his love. (laughs) Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. I believe that somebody is getting blessed. The preceding is the reason why when we come to the throne room of God's grace, we obtain what? Mercy. (laughs) When we come to the throne room, we are actually coming to the porches. And the reason why the people come to the porch is because they want to come to the what? To the pool. Is that not so? They don't end at the porch. The actual reason for coming to these five porches is because you want to come to the what? To the pool. Let's see the reason why we come to the throne room of God's grace. The reason why we come to the throne of God is to assess, is to obtain mercy. Not just for funfair. Because when we have taught grace over here, it's just means that we just came to God to obtain grace. Grace is not the end. Grace is not the, the main thing. It is the mercy of God that is the main. We actually come to the throne room of his grace to obtain what mercy. So we come to the five porches. Why did we leave our house coming to the five porches? No, we can't let us, we pass through the porches because we want to get to the pool. Are you getting what I'm saying? But I don't know why we live our life as Christians not as if we left our house to just come and end at the porch. Are you getting what I'm saying? We didn't come to end at the porch, sir. We th- when we left home, we came to end at the pool. Are you getting me? Even this sick man understood that the purpose of them carrying him there was for him to end at the pool. Are you getting what I'm saying? We can't be stopping at the porches. Are you getting me? We thank God for the unmerited favor of God. But it's time to start assessing the pool. <laughs> We thank God for the grace of God. But it's time to start obtaining mercy. The purpose of coming to the throne room is to obtain mercy. (laughs) Are we together? By this, we understand that the throne room of God's grace is actually the porch that leads us to the very holies of all in God where his mercy resides for us to obtain it. I get what I'm saying. 
the throne room of god is uh, is actually the outer the inner court <laughs> i get what i'm saying and it is supposed to lead us which is the throne room of god's grace is supposed to lead us into what into the holies of all where the mercy seat resides that's the place in god where you see his love ah where you see his love where <laughs> when we get to this mercy to to, to 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 mercy to the mercy place we then can obtain mercy i get what i'm saying we can obtain mercy because you cannot come into the place of mercy, god's mercy in god the place of mercy in god i get what i'm saying you cannot come into the bethesda in god and not obtain mercy it's not possible you would obtain it hey and the also reason why we do this is when we come when we come to the place of mercy what happens is that we commune with god <laughs> we thank god for grace grace is the throne room are we together it is the porch but there is the pool that we need to get to at the at unmerited favor at the level of unmerited favor the porch at the level of grace, you don't know what communion with God is. Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot obtain mercy because you don't know what communion with God is. But when we come, when we come to the throne room of grace, what happens is that it's the porch that gives us access to the pool. When we come to the pool, we get to understand the love of God. And what that brings to us is a place of communion. Koinonia. Oneness with God because we begin to see his love lavished on us. We thank God for grace, but we must go beyond grace to mercy. We thank God for the throne room, we must go beyond the throne room to the mercy. We thank God for the for the porches, but we must go beyond the porches to the pool. When we get into the pool of God's mercy, we see his love. We don't just only see it, we feel it. We don't just only feel it, we know it. And then what brings what that spot ignites in us is a place of fellowship. That's when you just begin to enjoy sweet fellowship. And you just keep talking with the Lord. And you don't know when time is going. You don't know when days are going. You just keep enjoying sweet communion. Sweet communion. Sweet communion. And his love just keeps lavishing on you. He just keeps lavishing his love on you. Oh. And you just keep enjoying it. This is the main deal. Is the mercy. <laughs> Now, we see that this truth is evident in the tabernacle in the Old Testament. The mercy seat is in the what? Holy of holies. Is that not so? Why the priest purifies himself in the inner court? Which is what? What grace does for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Grace brings us before God. It presents us before God. It justifies us. Being justified by faith, we are peace with God and the blood of just cleanses us from more Grace is all about that justification, application, and that's what the priest does. He just he gets himself purified in the inner, inner court. Is that not so? That's what grace does for us. Justifies us, purifies us, makes us holy before God. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the end is not grace. Because the purpose why the priest purifies it because he wants to go and meet the Lord. <laughs> if this generation all we are good with is just to be purified, justified. And we don't want to have a communion with the Lord. We are missing something, my brothers. We are missing something, my sisters. Oh, I, I, I spoke to a senior reverend a while ago. I gave him my the books that I was able, by the grace of God, the Lord helped us to print out about eight topics of our books out of the about 20 that we have written on Amazon. I gave him um, all the copies to read. And I called him, I called him up and I was like, um, Reverend sir, um, I wanted to ask if you have read my books. And he said, I've read about 12. And I said, thank you very much, sir. From your busy schedule, you're able to read too. You did very well, sir. Thank you very much. I said, what do you have to say concerning the book? He said, you have to be so much spiritual to read this book. And he told me, you write from a dimension. Are you get what I'm saying? Is this, when he said that, and I was like, oh, we bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. But I know that this thing does not come by theory. Are you get what I'm saying? It, it comes by a revelation of mercy. When you have communed and communed with the Lord. Amen to Jesus. You know, a, 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 um, a, a reverend minister also took a book and she told my wife, say, ah, you people are deep. Oh. You don't look it. You are deep. Oh. You don't look it. And you get what I'm saying? People listen to me and say, you are deep. Oh. Somebody like, so, so, it comes by mercy. Are you get what I'm saying? You have moved into, I've been saved by grace. I have been justified by faith. Oh, the Lord is at peace with me. Thank God is happy. What is next? 
the reason why you got jesus made peace between us and the father is so that we can have sweet communion with the father that's how paul wrote it and the grace of our lord jesus and the sweet communion of the holy spirit he didn't end with the grace ah, all of us we are ending at the grace but we, we share the grace let's share the grace now the grace of our lord jesus and the word sweet com the grace is to go with the sweet communion and the grace must progress into the sweet communion that means the grace must go with the mercy and the grace must move and progress to the mercy but all of us are comfortable at the grace we don't want to move to the mercy it's when you get to the mercy that you understand the love of God. About what that we may know the height, the love of God, its height, ah, that surpasses all human understanding. When we're children, we're told the love of God, we can never get all over it. It's so high that we cannot get over it. It's so wide that we cannot get around it. It's so deep that we cannot get under it. Oh, the love of God. We learned that songs in children's session, but we don't we forgot it after children's session, after children's church. Because we are just comfortable with grace. But we, don't, we always share the grace and the sweet fellowship. But we never want to get into the sweet fellowship. <laughs> we didn't come to enter the purchaser. We came to enter the pool. We came to obtain mercy. We came to have sweet communion with the Lord. That's why we are saved. Are we together? <laughs> So the, the priest purifies himself in the inner court, which is what grace does to man, so that he can what? Come into the holy of holy to gain access to the mercy seat. The purpose of coming to the holy of holy is to gain access to the mercy seat. Because every act of purification that atonement he does, he must carry blood and he must sprinkle it on men. If he has not sprinkled on mercy seat, eh, he has not done anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the purpose of the inner court is for him to gain access to the holies of holies to the mercy seat are you get what i'm saying now so the mercy the mercy the mercy of god is the place in god that grace take gives us access to where we can have sweet fellowship with the lord and i'm telling you this is the dimension that the church needs to cry for all the portals and dimensions we are shouting for leave those things let us enter the mercy let us have access to the mercy seat Oh, when you begin to see the love of God, it overwhelms you. It will take you into levels. Ah, <laughs> uh, you will know the way you'll be spending hours communing with the Lord. Enjoy sweet fellowship. Enjoy sweet fellowship. Enjoy sweet fellowship. Enjoy sweet fellowship. Just keep going, firing down. When you tell Christians, let them pray. Uh, even in corporate gatherings, in five minutes, they are finished all the prayer they want to pray. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Uh, but see, if you've come to the mercy seat, uh, if you've come to the holies of all, uh, and you have come to see the mercy seat, you have come into the place of God where you can see his loving kindness, uh, time does not count any longer for you. You just keep going. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Uh, you just keep going loving on the Father. You just keep going loving on the Lord. And this is where God is calling us to. When God told Moses, come up, Hida, he took him to the mercy seat in him. And 40 days, Moses was there. No physical food, no physical water. But when he came down, his face was shining. And the people that were eating physical food and physical water, their skin could not shine like his skin. And they could not behold his face. Ah, that's where God is calling us to. Grace is the introduction to this place. Ah, we have stayed at introduction level in the church for too long. It's time to go into what? The main body of the letter. Are you getting what I'm saying? Time for introduction. But let's enter the main thing. Amen to Jesus. <laughs> Exodus 25 verse 22 it says, And there I will meet with thee. You see, and there what? I will meet with thee. Is the meeting place in God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is the mercy is the meeting place. Asukara. Say, there I will meet with thee. And I what? And I will commune with thee. From above the mercy seat, hey, you cannot commune with God at the porch, sir. You cannot commune with God at the inner court. Many of us are just commuted by the inner God, but no, you can't meet with God at the inner court. You can't commune with God at the inner court. You need to enter into the holies of all, and in the holies of all, there is the mercy seat. It's at the same that's the meeting place between God and man. Said there, I will meet with you, and I will do what I will commune with you. The reason why Christians don't commune with God 
is because we are so enjoyable this grace era and this grace teaching and we don't know we are still at inner courts we don't know we are still at porch. We are meant to have moved into the holies of all. We are, to meant, are meant to have entered into mercy seat. And we are comfortable at inner court. God says that the mercy seat I will meet with you. And I will do what? Commune with you. God is crying. He's craving for us to enter. To come. To come to the mercy. It's not, been, it's not, it's not today. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 says, Come let us reason together. Come up to my level. When you go, come to God's level of reason, you have entered into the holies of all and you have met him at the meeting place the meeting place is a mercy seat that is the meeting place of god is a place in god where his love is revealed to you oh <laughs> and it's not just revealed to you it overwhelms you so you obtain it it says, and I will commune with you. That's mercy seat, sir. It's a place of communion. Koinonia. Saliando shakadabasa. Ah, it's a meeting place for communion. And what, why the communion can phrase that you just begin to get, get overwhelmed by his love. His love just overwhelms you. You just get overwhelmed. Saying the song says, oh, how he loves us so. Just overwhelmed by his love. It says, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. See, that's the place, that's the meeting point. Are you going to say? <laughs> that's the meeting point. Let's look at Leviticus 16, verse 1. It says, and he shall take of the blood of the bullock, you see that, and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward and before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle of the blood with his finger seven times you see the purpose of coming to holies of holies mercy seat too. we don't come to holies of holies to just have fun no we the reason why we came to porch in our court which is grace is for us to enter holies of holies and the reason why we are entering holies of holies is not to come and do nothing but to what to come and sprinkle blood that messes that's what the priests come for and the new for the new creation the reason why we came into grace the porch is for us to come into the holies of holies the place in god god told me there's a place in me you know and that place in God is the mercy seat where the, the, the love of God is fully is revealed to us. Child of God, have you has the love of God been revealed to you? Number one. Number two, has he overwhelmed you? At that place, what happens is that you meet with God. Yeah. <laughs> and when you meet with God, you commune with God. And when you commune with God, you obtain mercy. Moses got to that place. That was why when he came, he had obtained the mercy. The glory shone on his face. He came down. They were seeing the glory of God. He had obtained mercy. I get what I'm saying. Is that what he obtained that made him say, Lord, I want to see your face. The Lord had over lavish him and he said, I want to see this God that is loving me. Are you get what I'm saying? Oh, when you come to this place, you want more of God. Are you get what I'm saying? You just need more of God. You just want to enjoy more of God's presence. You want to invest more time with the Lord. You want to just you just want to fellowship more because you have come to the mercy seat. This thing is not gotten in corporate gardens. God, you get what I'm saying? It's gotten in your one-on-one encounter with God. It may happen while you're in a corporate gathering. Are you get what I'm saying? But it will be on the corporate garden. It's your one-on-one encounter with the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God forevermore. The church has focused so much on the grace of God, which is the extension of his mercy. But we have not focused enough on the mercy of God, which is his love. Are we seeing the challenge? That's why even with the grace preaching, we see people that are still, that are still having problems left, right, and center. Because if you understand that what gave birth to his grace is his love, nobody will tell you now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nobody will Do I need to tell you? Do I need to tell you? If you can, if you, if his love can be revealed to you, oh, do I need to tell you? Do I need to tell you? Do the pastor need to tell you? Pastor need to preach grace preaching for you. Just understand. Just allow his love to be revealed to you. You don't. Nobody will tell you. Nobody will tell you. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. When we focus on the mercy of God, we will know the reason why 
He does everything he does. Are you get what I'm saying? The mercy of God will reveal God's reason for doing everything he did. It will reveal to us why he sent Jesus. We have taught it in church over and again. I get what I'm saying. But it's time for Christians to have personal revelations of God's love on a personal note. It will reveal to you why God does what he does. Even some of the things he didn't allow you to have, it will reveal to you why he didn't allow you to have it. Ah! Some of the things you wanted that he didn't allow, he, he didn't allow you to get it, his love will reveal it to you. And that's why we need to fellowship more and stop uh, and stop shouting all this grace, 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 attack, attack, in a cut, in a cut, in a cut, push, 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 and then we are not entering in. Let's fellowship more. I get what I'm saying. And when this happens, it enables us to what? To love, obey, submit, surrender, and serve God more joyfully. Once you have a revelation of the love of God. Loving God will just be a natural flow. Let me say what natural. It just be a sweet, sweet flow. Are you getting it? Obeying God, serving God, submitting to Him. It will just be a sweet flow. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And this is the this is where our our focus has meant to be. Is meant to be. Are we together? This is where our focus is meant to be as church, as a new creation. Our focus is meant to be on the mercy of God. On the mercy of God. On the mercy of God. On the mercy. You see, when we talk of mercy, most of the time we think that it's only for sinners. No, but actually the mercy is for is more for saints. Because that's what that's what we need to understand to be able to fellowship with God. <laughs> that's what we need to understand to be able to fellowship with who? With the Lord. The mercy of God is the holies of holies. Is the mercy seat in the holy of God? Is a place in God? Is the, the meeting place between man and God in God? Is a place of communion in God? But grace introduces us into it. So all the while, a lot of us as Christians have just been setting at introduction level. We have not inter- imagine how many years God has been to do introduction. We are in the grace era. Is that not so? Imagine how many years we've been on introduction. And people are still shouting grace preaching, grace preaching, grace preaching, grace preaching, and they say we are not understanding it yet. If we don't understand grace, introduction at this time, when we now enter into the main body of the of the presentation, when we, when we enter, when we enter, ah, the way the church is, when we enter, ah, by right we are supposed to be inside, and we have left the mercy seat for a selected few. Say they are pastors. The apostles, the prophet, the teacher, evangelist, and the list goes on. We've made the mercy seat for this selected few, and we have chosen to stay at the what? At the porch, the inner court. We are fine in the inner court. After all, we have been purified, and we are good to go. But we don't want to go into the holies of all. We don't want to go into the holies of holies. We are fine at the porch, but we don't want to go into the pool. That's the church we have today. That's the Christians we have today. And see what he's doing to us. I, I, I will see what he's doing to us. But there's something more that God is calling us to. It is a meeting place in him. It is a place of communion in him. It is a mercy seat. Where he can commune with us. And where he can meet with us. When Christians begin to move from the inner from the inner court of the holies of all. When we begin to move from the porch. To the to, to the to the pool, I tell you, we begin to see sense that are that are overflowing in the love of God. Why do we see have Christians that look like the devil today? Very wicked, very wicked, 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 cruel, very very inhuman. Christians that don't know God but claim to be go- to, to know God because we are fine with the porch. We don't want to enter the pool. Why do we have Christians that cannot sacrifice one second, one minute for the Lord? We can't sacrifice nothing. We can't give nothing for the gospel. But we just want to collect. The grace, you know, the grace teaching is unmerited people. So it gives us, it makes us, gives us the receiver's mentality. You get what I'm saying? But you know what mercy does? It gives us the giver's mentality. Because mercy is about giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. Mercy is all about giving. Are you get what I'm saying? Grace is about receiving. We receive. We receive. Are you get what I'm saying? But we need to enter into the place of mercy where we can become 
where we can become givers of God's love. We cannot sacrifice nothing. Souls are perishing. Christians will not pray for souls. We'll start arguing about different things. Go online. Argument. Sometimes just when I say, are we, are we not wicked? Are we not wicked? Are we not wicked? The more we are arguing, look at people that are going to hell. There are people that have not heard the gospel. They are going to hell. We are arguing jargons. What is my business with all the things they are arguing? You come out and you say, you are a pastor, that you are, you are, you are, you are the most holiest. You are this, you are that. You are that. You, everybody, everybody is showing his weight. People are dying and going to hell. The devil is giving us drama. And it's all because of, you understand that grace. You understand that grace. But we need to understand mercy. It's mercy that we that we well up the love of God in us. That will make us intercede for lost souls. That will make us go all out to see that people are saved. That will make us go all out to see salvation get to the heart of men. I heard the story of a particular couple, the white couple, the missionary couple that they just recently they just got married. They just got married. And they were missionaries that they just got married. They came to a leper colony and they asked the gate man at the leper colony, has anybody come to preach Jesus to, this col- to the people in this colony? And the gate man said, anybody that goes in here does not come out again. They said, that is not the answer to our question. Has anybody come here to preach Jesus to these people? And the gate man replied, anybody that goes in here does not come out again. And they told him, open the gate. The new wedded couple did their honeymoon in leper Connolly. And they never came out again. Oh, that is what is called mercy. The love of God that propelled him to send his only begotten son to die for us. If God could do this, since God did this, why can't we do it? For some of us, even our small time to preach, we can preach. Okay, you cannot preach. Your money support missionaries you will not support. Okay, your money support the preaching of the gospel. You say, why should we give to men of God? You think you are giving to men of God. You think you are giving to your pastor. You think you are giving to your dickens and whatever. Alright, if you feel that your pastor is eating your money or dickens, there are people out there, they are preaching now. And they are pre- I've, I've been preaching online for, 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 for years. For years. And God has been my support. I went for an interview 2018 thereabouts, and they asked me, um, how do you do? I said, I don't make money from ministry. I've, done, I've not made money from ministry. And they were like, wow. People started calling and they were like, wow, this is serious. This is serious. And they were like, wow. Everybody. And I've been preaching. And I preach more than those who are making money from ministry. I have preached more than, with all humility, I have preached more than them. I preach more than them. And I will still preach more than them. Why? Because this thing is not about pocket. It's about mercy. There is a place in God that, prepare, that, that, that triggers the love of God in you. Because you just, when you come there, God lavishes you with his love. You are just overwhelmed with his love. And all you begin to do is to seek for, over love is worrying you. Let me use that word. I are seeking for how to release the love out. I may not be able to go from village to village, but I can stand in my studio like I've been standing and I'm reaching nations. I'm reaching nations. I'm releasing it. It's costing me my time. It's costing me my money. It's costing me everything. But I'm releasing. I'm giving to nations. My brother, my sister, have you come to the place of mercy? Have you obtained mercy? If you have obtained mercy, you will see how much and know and feel how much God loves you. And the end result is that you will love because he first loved you. We are talking to the Lord. Lord, I want to come to the place of mercy. I want to leave the porch to the pool. Ah, help me, Lord. Leave the porch and then turn to the pool. Are we talking to the Lord this moment? Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars.
You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. OR. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.